Hey all you sports and health nerds out there, it's Jacob here. If you are having trouble finding an exercise routine, trying to find a good diet plan, or just looking to change things up, might I suggest checking out 8minutefitness.com. There are multiple articles to click on to meet your health and exercise needs. Learn about basic exercises for beginners, read about the best green superfood, and also the best sports drinks to order at a gas station, even exercises for fishermen trying to perfect their casts, and much more. From experts to beginners, 8-Minute Fitness is for you. You're listening to the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. My name is Jacob, his name is Matt, and this is the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast here on Wednesday night, July 26th. We are back on the podcast, Season 3, Episode 2. Matt, how are you doing? Let the listeners know what you've been up to. Good, just enjoying summer. Uh, did a trip with you a couple weeks ago, went fishing. That was an awesome switch-up little trip. Uh, just ready for fall uh getting ready to this is already season three of us doing this podcast so it's been it's, i can't believe it's been this long yeah i'm surprised we stuck with it i think i i think this is like episode 76 or something like that overall that we had 34 episodes oh, maybe not that many i'm not sure i'd have to i, I have to do some do some counting but anyway and yeah, we're still here on the lecker room we are we are transitioning more into a uh, just a primarily K State podcast, um, and then like we said uh, last week, we are thinking about doing another podcast, just a general college football with uh, old Joshy over at Josh Hawks. Go give him a listen. I think he's if you are listening to this, which would be Thursday, uh, he'll have an episode out as well regarding KU or whatever he is talking about over there. So. Matt, let's jump into it. What do you think? Yes, sir. Um, screw the buffs, by the way. Off topic, but they're Who? pretty much the buffs. Colorado oh, the buffs. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. I guess they're just going to come back. So pretty much. Yeah, they lost out on millions of dollars, but we'll get to that. Yep. Um, today on the podcast, preseason rankings of the Big Twelve. Um. Potentially, I don't know, Matt, if, if you want to, we could go through every K-State game like I did last week and have your opinion of each game real quick. Just like a brief, yes. brief description of your uh, yeah, yeah. your opinion of each game. Um, mm-hmm. I'll talk about the new conference teams and, and then Colorado potentially coming to the Big 12 um, and then uh, wind it up with K-State's uh, backup quarterback situation. Kind of an interesting topic that I don't think many people um, really have thought about it so far. Um, because, you know, we are very focused on Will Howard being the starting quarterback and he's going to do great things for us this year. But we just wanted to talk about that briefly toward the end. So the preseason rankings for the Big 12 this year. Um, there we have uh, Texas at the top. Um, Matt, what do you think about Texas this year? Are they back? Or are they not back? Um, is Stan, is Sarkeesian the guy that's going to get them above that hump that they've kind of set for themselves that third fourth place finish year after year 
Steve Sarkeesian is a great offensive-minded coach. He's coached for Alabama, Nick Saban. He's been all over. He was a head quarterback at BYU. Bill Snyder actually recruited him back in the 90s, fun fact. Um, I think Texas is one of those teams, which I think they are every year because of the talent they have. They could beat Alabama the in the beginning of the season, but the next week turn around and lose to like an Iowa State. They're just that type of team. And nothing would surprise me. And I'm going to be honest – that I do not see them going to the Big 12 championship game. I think they're going to win a couple games that I, they could be. Who knows? They could beat Alabama, the, but they next week can lose to, like I said, an Iowa State, a TCU, or just any mid-tier Big 12 team. It's just the Big 12 conference is a very balanced – probably the, the most balanced conference in the college football. And, yeah, do, do you think they have a chance at Alabama? I mean – that's the crazy thing is last year we didn't even give them a chance and they should have won the game. Yeah. They blew it at the do. end. They do. Do you think they, they beat Alabama? I don't know. It's Nick Saban with, they're always going to have a good team. I don't think yeah. Alabama is as good as they always are, but they're always going to have a good team. They're going to have a new quarterback this year. Um, but I, I, Nick Saban knows how to make games competitive and Texas tends to lose those super competitive games. Mm-hmm. It could and be, it, could be just like last year they play them really well and then lose a few games in the conference i just don't see them going to the conference i just don't which is a shame because again they're texas they have the best athletes in the nation hey let me ask you this what's more likely to happen uh texas start two and two or texas start four and oh i think two games on the road one at alabama one at baylor I think Texas going two and two. I could see. I mean, I mean it's more real. I think it's more realistic. Yeah. Um, and and it's not like they have a a super easy schedule, but or but it's not a super hard schedule. I mean, they should take care of Rice. They should take care of Wyoming. Um, and then you know you got KU going down there, and KU's rejuvenated program right now. Uh, KU apparently has Texas's number. <laughs> and then and then game six is the red river rivalry um but and then so i i I don't know what to think about texas we'll we'll get six games into the into the season and find out what they're all about but quite honestly we might know what they're about after the alabama game just go watch them go to tuscaloosa absolutely just get routed so we'll see we'll see what texas they are they are supposed to be better they're getting their quarterback um that they had last year back uh, Ewers. So, and, and that was another thing I wanted to say Ewers is, it did not impress me last year. I didn't think he was that good of a quarterback. And I think that's why they didn't make it to Arlington last year, because they got absolutely thwarted by TCU's defense at home. Um, and TCU did not have a good defense last year. <laughs> so, no, Texas was so run heavy too. I mean, they were had a really good run offense too. I mean, with, well, they had, Back and they're off of the line. First round pick, B. John Robinson, right? Yeah. He went in the first round. So, mm-hmm. uh, K State at number two. Um, do you think this is a good spot for them? Do you think they were over, uh, overrated in this poll or underrated? What do you think? I think that's, I mean, considering everybody's, everybody, every ESPN writer and every news media is going to pick Texas every year just because they're Texas. I think that's a really good spot, at least top three or top four, but. 
I prefer them not being picked so just they have motivation. But I don't think – I think this team has a quiet confidence to them this year. I don't think it's really going to affect them anyway. Yeah, I I agree. And we talked about this over text earlier today, and K-State's really only losing from last year having to replace their wide receiver core. Mm-hmm. Um, but you replace uh, all these guys. You still have you still have Phillip Brooks bring back Big Ben Sennett. Um, RJ Garcia played a bunch of games. We'll see if Sterling Lockett gets in there this year. Uh, but we lost uh, Cade Warner and uh, Malik Knowles, and I think I'm missing somebody. Um, but other than that, bringing back all five offensive linemen, Will Howard just gained 10 pounds in the offseason of pure muscle. Uh, our running back, you lose Deuce Fawn. I mean, that's it is what it is. But DJ Giddens, I mean, what did he have, five, six touchdowns last year as a backup behind Deuce Vaughn? Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about the running back uh, duo. And we had that transfer come in. I'm not uh, – his mind's his name's slipping Trey my mind right now. Yes, Treshawn Ward. That's correct. So I think second is good for K-State. Um, I do agree with you. It's it's almost like I'd almost rather them be lower so they have a bit of a chip on their shoulder. And But uh, um, Oklahoma at number three, this is one that I don't agree with. I think they could be three, two or three spots lower. Uh, considering the year they had last year. And I'm not exactly sure. I think they got kind of killed in the recruiting this year. They weren't getting the Texas guys that they normally get to come up to Oklahoma. And I think part of it might be because they're going to the SEC and those SEC boys are wanting to stay down in the SEC country. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I could see Oklahoma. Their schedule is cupcake. That's yeah. true. I listened to Colin Cowherd, and he, he, there's no reason Oklahoma shouldn't win 10 or 11 games this year. And if Brent Venables doesn't do that with his schedule, something's wrong. And you still have Oklahoma talent. You're, you're Oklahoma. You're just like up there with Texas. I mean, they're, they play no Power 5 in their non-conference at all. That's true. You don't play K-State this year. They don't play TCU. I Their schedule's terrible. Yeah, West West Virginia on there, um, UCF and Cincinnati, and those are all those are all at home. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, to your they, point, you, to your just, point, they they probably right. should win ten games. I mean, you start off at home versus Arkansas State, who Arkansas State has never really been. I mean, they had that one year, which was like the COVID year. Yeah, but, they're really good. Um, SMU's they're never good. Uh, Tulsa might give them a run for their money since it's at Tulsa. Um, Cincinnati's ranked lower in the Big 12. Uh, Iowa State's going to be just as bad as they were last year. So their first real test is week six uh, the versus okay. Texas. So in, you're probably right. I mean, maybe three is the best spot for them because of how weak their schedule is. But I don't know. Uh, um, Venables is a defensive-minded coach, and I think that was one of their – problems last year was getting the offense going later in the season um and the only games i kind of see them losing i mean they do i correct myself they do play tcu towards last but tcu is even going to be down the only game for sure i see them losing is texas yeah that's a good point and maybe at oklahoma state but ou just owns oklahoma state i mean literally i think i think that series that series is more lopsided than the K-State-KU uh, series. Mm-hmm. And Oklahoma State's been 
a 10 win team for the last 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, that series is like 70 something to 15. It's, it's really bad. Um, Texas tech at number four. Uh, I, I think this is a very good spot for them. They, they had a very sneaky season. I think they won eight, eight games last year. Uh, they're gonna be really good. They're gonna be a sneak team. Joey McGuire's good coach. Look out for Texas Tech. Um, we play we play down in Lubbock this year. So, um, but K State has a has like a seven game winning streak against Texas Tech. So we'll see if that continues this year. TCU at five. They slipped a little bit from last year. Um, I think this is a good spot for them though. I I think they'll still be fine. They're bringing back their quarterback that they had last year that Duggan replaced, but um. You know they're they're losing. They lost a lot of talent from last year. I, I don't think they're going to be able to recreate a college football playoff run like they did. No, no, I don't think so either. Sonny Dykes is a good co- a good coach though, so um, that's why I don't think them slipping any further than that. Um, really, uh, yeah, I I don't I don't see them slipping any further than five or six. Baylor at six, I think it's the same situation. Dave Aranda is a really good coach. Um, Baylor's one of those teams that's either going to be really good or just they're hot or not. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State at seven. Now, this is one um, I was thinking should be lower as well because I don't think they hit the recruiting very hard. Uh, they didn't hit the transfer portal very hard. They they were bad by the end of the last year. They lost their quarterback Spencer Sanders to the transfer portal. Um, I, I don't know who they have, and I, I don't think Mike Gundy's been really doing much in the off season. Um, I mean, do you have any thoughts on Oklahoma State? I think uh, I think they're gonna struggle. Will, will they struggle? I mean, they may struggle to make a bowl game. Mm-hmm. I think I mean, about it. It's it. It's been ever since K State beat the crap out of them in Manhattan last year. Yeah, they have. They have not been the same football team since. Um, now. Their schedule is is pretty along those same lines as Oklahoma, um, Central Arkansas, Arizona State, and South Alabama for their non-con. The only team that they should compete with there is at Arizona State. Um, but Iowa State on the road I, again. Iowa State's not very good. Uh, they get Oklahoma. They get Case. Uh, I'm sorry, Kansas and Kansas State at home um, at West Virginia, which West Virginia is going to be pretty bad this year. Um, and then they get Cincinnati at home. And OU at home, so I I don't know what to think about them. Their their schedule makes me think that maybe seven is a good spot, just like OU, but we'll see. And they're fortunate they don't play Texas. Um, I think not or TCU this year, or Baylor. So another very mess schedule. So yeah, yep. They get they get both Kansas teams back to back. UCF at number eight. Um, this is the one, the first newcomer to the Big 12. Um, probably a good spot for them. Uh, probably at least of the names on uh, face value, they're definitely the best team out of anybody that's coming yeah. into the Big 12. Yeah. Okay, where were we at? Number nine, KU? UCF, we're at UCF. Oh, okay. Any, um, did you have anything else about UCF? I don't. I don't have anything. No, else they're gonna. Them. I think they're probably the one, the best out of the four, and probably the quickest to compete in the Big Twelve. They, I mean, they're in central. They're the largest university in the United States. 
Um, and then KU at number nine. I like that uh, there. I think that's perfect for them. Um, I, I don't like seeing on Twitter how KU fans think they're going to win the Big 12 this year. Like, let's win a bowl game first and then – <laughs> you don't go you don't go from winning three games two games a year for 15 years to barely making a bowl game and then uh losing when you should have won and going six and seven and having a losing record and then all of a sudden you think you're gonna win the big 12 it's like no that's not how that works no. um also their their defense is very bad still yeah um, I don't care how many points you score. If you if you score fifty points, you can't win if you're giving up sixty points. So, <laughs> uh, Iowa State. I think that's ten for Iowa State. I think it's too high. I think I don't think they're. I think they're gonna be thirteen or four or twelve. I agree. I agree. I could see BYU, um, or Houston finishing above them. Uh, BYU at eleven. Um, I think Scott Scott from Bosco Boys puts it best. Um he describes their football program the best because they prefer the LDS um, people over at BYU. And that kind of limits your ability to recruit and compete with some of these um, schools that just recruit anybody. So, Mm -hmm. but they do, they do build these decent football programs every so often. So we'll see what they do within the next five, six years being in the big 12. But uh uh, yeah, 11 is probably a good spot for them. I don't know much else about them. Uh, 12, Houston. I, I don't like Daniel Holgerson. I said this last week on the podcast. I think he's a head case. I don't think players like playing for him. And Houston is just, they're not really a football school. I think they're kind of a basketball school more than anything, but. They've had some football success for a few years. Yeah, I mean, I was there. They've had they've had decent years, but again, they're joining the Big Twelve now. I mean, they were playing in the the American, and the American's usually pretty top heavy. Um. Okay. And then thirteen Cincinnati. They're um, gonna be bad. They're gonna be bad. Yeah. And then fourteen West Virginia. Um, West Virginia is it's kind of hilarious for how long they've been in the Big 12 and then as soon as the newcomers <laughs> get added they're immediately 14th in the in the conference uh, as far as the media poll goes and and Neil Brown I mean what's the over under on how many games he he lasts this year before he gets fired like three and a half three and a half three just like barely have on conference there's just there's no way he's a part of the team by the end of the year right I mean I, Unless, I don't see it. Hold uh, off a miracle, but I just don't see it. Right. So, okay. Preseason rankings. That was that. Uh, the new conference teams. We briefly discussed them. UCF coming into the conference. They've had the most success um, out of the four teams. Uh, three, three, 10 plus win seasons from 2017 to 2019. Of course, that self-proclaimed national championship. Um, we skip over 2020 like we always do. Uh, 2021 and 2022, they had nine wins both of those years um, and a, a ranking of 17th in 2022 um, in a military bowl loss. They've been in a bowl game every year uh, since 2009, except for 2011 and 2015, with one, two, three, four, five, six bowl victories. So I think K-State kind of got the 
worse of the draw when it come to uh, when it came to uh, scheduling the new teams for sure. Um, BYU coming into the Big Twelve, they've had success um, over in the oh well they were in the Mountain West in the in the 2010s. They've been independent for the last twelve years. Um, 11 and one, 10 and three and eight and five in their last three years. They've been in a bowl game every year since 2005 in lieu of 2017 uh, with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten bowl wins and uh, two 11 win. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 11 plus win season or 10 plus win seasons. Um, so they have opportunities Um to be a very good football program, but again, they're coming to the Big Twelve where um, it's a it's a battle every single week. Houston, uh, we've seen them. KU played down there last year and beat up on old Daniel Holgerson and the Cougars. They've had some success over in the American, a twelve win we a twelve win season in twenty twenty one, a thirteen win season in two thousand fifteen, uh, but they're consistently at the seven eight win marker. Um, with a bull appearance in every year except for uh, since 2003, except for 2004, 2010, 12, and 19. And then finally, Cincinnati, of course, the big story around them the last several years is them making the college football playoff, um, going 13 and 1 in 2021 with 11 win seasons in 19 and 18. Um, and other than that, um, anything you have to say about those teams? No, I think I think Central Florida is going to be dangerous. Um, I think in a few, just like I think these teams are going to adjust to the week to week pounding of the Big Twelve. I remember when West Virginia first joined. And they had Geno Smith and were talking crap and Colin Klein was quarterback. And, like, they had, like, one of the best offenses in the nation. Casey went in there and beat them, like, 52 to 14. Like, it wasn't even – they just couldn't handle the physicality of it. And it takes a few years. I think it's going to be a big adjustment for them. But I think eventually they'll get used to it just like anything else. I, I think the biggest adjustment for these teams, except for maybe Houston, is going to be the travel. And yeah. I, I, I think that – that is what's going to catch up with these teams later down and later on in the season. These, these guys traveling thousands of miles every single week, taking a three to four hour plane ride every single week, it's going to catch up with them. Um, And UCF and BYU more so than anybody, and especially when they play each other, because that's just across the country at that point. And, And West, West Virginia, to your point, definitely, uh, had to deal with that when they first came to the big 12. I think, I think they've adjusted to it, but um, it's a grind and it definitely will be a grind during basketball season too, when you're doing it more often, you know, mm-hmm. Tuesdays and Saturdays or Wednesdays and Saturdays. Okay. K-State backup quarterbacks going into the 2023 season. Um, something that will be a question um, moving forward. Do you who do you play? Do you play Jake Rubley or do you play uh Avery Johnson in a in, in a in a scenario in which a backup quarterback needs to come in? I definitely think it'll be Rubley just because he's actually played in a in a couple games. I don't necessarily I don't he I mean he does have minimum experience over Avery Johnson 
and I think he'll he he will play. Um, it's just I think it's very important because Will Howard he could he could end up being hurt Mills. So you just don't know. K State quarterbacks take a beating. But I don't think I think Colin Klein's eventually going. I mean, he went going away from that, especially with Will Howard. So hopefully he'll be more protected, doesn't run the ball as much. But I think it's very, very important to have um, a decent back quarterback. And I think that's what a lot of teams are going to deal with, especially the transfer portal. I mean, who really wants to be a backup quarterback anymore? Yeah, so, no kidding. Um, I think it's a very underrated topic. It's 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 almost a wonder. It you know it'll probably be Rubley as number two on the depth chart, and that's probably why he's still on the roster too. Because you, why he didn't transfer out because he's an athletic quarterback. You know, he clearly had a lot of success in high school. Played at a big school over in Highlands Ranch over in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think his biggest issue is maybe a little bit of confidence, and I think that's what every you know every young quarterback's going to go through in, in, in NCAA football, Division One football. Um, but also I think he needs to learn the playbook a little more. Um, you, you just, they run when, when he's out there, you can just tell they run these basic plays, you know, handoff up the middle makes the offense very one dimensional. And granted he has a whole nother year of learning the playbook, um, under Colin Klein as the offensive coordinator. So that helps. Um, however, Avery Johnson, it, it, there's a lot of hype around him. He was the number one recruit out of Kansas. Um, it'd be pretty sweet to see him maybe K state's up by, 30 points in the fourth quarter over SEMO and see Avery Johnson slinging the ball around some too. And then potentially put a red shirt on him um, this first year. And then Jake Rudley's just the backup quarterback, but you never know because there was, there's been times in K-State history where we've had to go to the cellar for quarterbacks. You know, we had a wide receiver playing quarterback back in like 2012 or not 2012 uh 20 like 14 or 15 i can't think cody of his cook. name yeah, cody, cody cook yeah because all of our run, all we had uh, i think humner went down um I, there, there was one other guy that went down so what do we do we go to our wide receiver and play quarterback um i, I think it was a couple of years ago in 2017 uh yeah i think 2017 we had Ertz get hurt uh, I think Jesse Ertz's backup got hurt. And so we had to go all the way down to Skylar Thompson, the freshman. And, you know, what we did that year was we made a bowl game and won a bowl game with a freshman quarterback. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a lot in knock on wood. Everything goes well this year with Will Howard. And I think everything will, because he's such a big guy and he'll be able to take hits, but God, God forbid that happens. But, um, I hope either Jake Ribley or Avery Johnson are prepared to play this year. Um, and clear, clearly both of them have talent, talented arms and both of them can run. And um, so it seems like the consensus here is Jake Ribley is going to be the backup quarterback, but we, we still don't really know. Um, I mean, fall camp, this has fall camp started. I believe it starts next week towards the okay. end of the week of August. And that's crazy. I, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. It's exciting to finally get the ball going. And so. And maybe that's when we'll start hearing from Colin Klein of uh, uh, quarterback situations and who's going to be the guys in the backfield and wide receivers and just, just the depth chart all the way up and down. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, anything else? Any other thoughts on that? No, I think uh, I'm just ready for football season. It's kind of cool. Uh, 
Chris Kleiman lets the coordinators have press conferences and stuff because Bill never allowed that. So no, no he did not. <laughs> and maybe maybe that's why we lost so many good coordinators because they weren't allowed to have fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think 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 about them. What uh, Bob Stoops? Um, wasn't Venables one? Brent Venables, Mike Stoops, Jim Levitt, Brett Bielma, Bob Elliott. All those guys. We had a lot of good co- uh, Rex Bill Snyder even had Rex Ryan hired for like a month back in the nineties. Oh really? Yeah. Who was the guy that coached at North Texas? Oh. He was he was in line for the head coaching job before oh, climate. Latrell, that's right. Yeah. Thank God I mean, they work out. That yeah, <laughs> that would have been a disaster. That would yeah. have been another Ron Prince hire. <laughs> thank thank God for uh the goat Gene Taylor as our athletic director. Um, okay. I think that very well wraps up the podcast tonight. Unless Matt, you have anything else to say? I do not. Good, sir. <laughs> Just happy to be back on the podcast. Yeah. Third were, season. Man. Were you disappointed you weren't on it last week? Yeah, kind of actually. It was an opening, <laughs> opening day. Very well. Um, to our listeners, go follow us on x twitter what is it something is it twitter or is it x now i don't know i had no i i, I haven't been paying attention it's called uh, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah let's make <laughs> um follow us on twitter at the lecker room uh go listen to josh hawks i believe he'll have a podcast out today as well um and then and then the new college football podcast that will probably start up either next week or the following week We'll just be a general college football. It might just be a bunch of nonsense where we just play games the whole time and and just have fun on the podcast. We'll see about that one. Um, it's going to be called Helmet to Helmet, unless anybody else has a better name. I kind of like it. It's, it's a collision. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the Helmet to Helmet podcast. Because we're, we're all a bunch of concussed idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, be on the lookout for that podcast and thanks for coming back to the lecker room it's been a minute since um i, I talked about this last week but it, it was a minute before uh, uh we came back i think it was april was the was the last podcast before last week so thanks for coming back to the lecker room we're we're gonna be here every week this season we'll do our best as best as we can plus some additional content here um and on twitter and potentially uh instagram if we ever get the, on the eight ball there so my name is Jacob. His name is Matt. This has been another edition of the Lecker Sports Media Podcast. Have a great Thursday and have a great weekend. We'll see you guys later. This has been the Lecker Sports Media Podcast. Thank you for listening.